Tales from the Arizona Trail, Episode 1, Passages 1 through 3, from Montezuma Pass to Patagonia. So that's about 51.1 miles. Now the first 1.9 is actually closed. Uh, officially it's closed because of construction along the southern uh, U.S.-Mexico border wall. Um, when the 2020 election happened, they ceased all homeland work down there, so there really isn't any construction or anything going on right now, so it's not really a safety hazard any longer to, to would-be hikers, but it's closed. I didn't want to face the fine, and it was fine. Like, that kind of stuff isn't uh, a huge deal to me, you know, to, to miss 1.9 miles. The upshot is <laughs> I actually made up for that 1.9 miles the of official trail that um, was closed by, uh, I ended up going to a spot on day one, night one, and I was looking for a great place to stop, and I found one, but I was like, well, I could push on another hour. So I pushed on another hour, and didn't find any good camping spots at that option. So then, I was like, well, I'll descend this side trail, there's got to be good camping down there. Went down there. Nope, no good camping. So now I'm about two miles from where I thought I was going to camp and about 1,500 of elevation away. So, <laughs> so I re retrace my steps, climb back up, and camp where I was like two and a half hours before and all of that. The wind was nuts, though. Um, I've got a pretty strong tent. It's a it's a framed double wall tent, and uh, it was occasionally, with certain gusts, it would push like the, the poles down into my face or whatever. So not the best sleep, but actually warmer sleep than I've had the last two nights. Um, I think it's that it was warm wind blowing in from the south, so even though it was annoying, it kept me warm, even because I was sleeping at about 8,000 elevation. So, um, but that was nice. I ran into a fella named Loch Ness. Um, I'm trying to think where he's from. Uh, I've, oh, he's in the San Diego area. But he was, uh, he's out on the trail and having a good old time. I also ran into, at the trailhead itself, I ran into a fellow named TBD. Uh, that's his trail name. And he's kind of a, a whimsical fellow that just kind of goes out and hikes and plays everything by ear. Doesn't really have a plan and kind of all that kind of thing. So that's why TBD is his trail name. Um, and I think those are the only two hikers I met on day one. The start of day two got going at about uh, 7.30 or 8. And then I started encountering some other hikers around uh, the watering spots, you know, where people were either taking a break or taking their lunch or, or whatnot. And so uh, ran into several folks that I camped alongside that night. Uh, two Two, fo two guys that were from the northeast originally um, were out hiking together. From One guy's hiking just for a stretch, and the other guy intends on doing the whole thing. And then also uh, met a guy from Hawaii. I don't think he had a trail name. Um, but he was kind of having a rough go of it. It took him five days to, uh, to get past that, that section that took me about five hours or whatnot. So, uh, but he said he was feeling better. Um, he was starting to get a little hunger and whatnot, but apparently, yeah, the altitude was just kicking his butt and everything, so 
So that was uh, that was nice to meet them and, and chat and have a conversation. Um, also met uh, Dave and Bryce. They are uh, there's hikers um, that uh, I think Dave intends on doing the full thing until he hops off onto the CDT and Bryce is doing a section, but my, maybe more than a section um, up to like Superior area or whatnot. So really cool. Hiked with them for probably half a day on on Wednesday and then ended up camping near them. Uh, there was a couple, Russ and Wynn. Um, they've, they actually came in late to the camp on night two and late into camp on night three. So slept next to them both nights, but they got in late, much later than me and I left much earlier than them. So haven't really had a chance to chat with them yet, but they seem like nice folks too. But here I am about six miles outside of Patagonia, my first town stop. I have an Airbnb reserved there. Um, it's actually a unique one. The, the name of the place is called Goatlandia. And the reason they call it that is because it's like a, either a pop-up camper or a small camper with just basically a bed and a burner, maybe a bathroom. Um, I do have access to a bathroom and a shower. So if it's in the camper or not, I'm not sure. Um, but it's, it's kind of on their back 40 around their goats and chickens or whatever. So besides getting to see some, uh, some new wildlife, uh, some goats and chickens, I'll get a bed to sleep in, sleep a little warmer than I have been the last couple nights. And, and that will be nice. Can recharge all my devices, wash my clothes. They're a little bit stinky. I'm a little bit stinky. Take a shower. And I think I'm going to grab pizza at Velvet Elvis is the name of the place. Um, grab that tonight. There seems to be a decent amount of hikers coming into Patagonia today. Like if I just do a crude count, I think there's going to be about 10 of us. So I imagine I'll run into those folks again. Completely stark contrast from my experience last year on the CDT where I don't think I've met 10 people in two and a half weeks. Um, actually, I'm pretty, I know I haven't, I did not. So that's cool. And I can still get plenty of alone time uh, to space out from, from that, from the rest of the hikers and everything. So that's what's really cool is being able to have conversation and community around camping spots and break spots, but then still being able to have the whole wilderness to yourself in between that's probably my current favorite thing or the current favorite way to do it so that's that's where i'm at my uh my body is holding up really well i'm doing i'm being super intentional with morning stretches and yoga and um at the end of the day i'm doing stretches and yoga as well and that coupled with the fact i haven't done over an 18 mile day yet, I think is why my body feels so much better than it did in those first 70 some miles on the CDT and everything. So that's that. My emotional uh, and mental state is strong too. Um, the times when I'm alone, I'm able to just focus on the beauty and why I'm out here and what a blessing it is to have this freedom, what a blessing it is to have the support of my wife and daughters what a blessing it is to just know what I like and be able to experience that um, is super, super, super helpful. So I've stayed in a solid mental state. Um, 
I'm missing home, missing my girls. Actually, yeah, that's all. I'm missing my girls. Not necessarily missing home too much. Uh, even the comforts of home, I'm not missing those yet. It's just the presence of, <laughs> of my little ladies and all that kind of stuff. But so far, so good. I'll have the reception today, be able to call them and chat with them and see how their lives are going. And uh, that's it. Happy trails, friends. And guess what? Go bucket yourself.